That's kind of cool. I mean, you, then there's also the other freezing, right? Like freezing can just mean stuck, right? Like a home valve can just freeze in place because of calcification or whatever. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I suspect this is the it's cold reason, but I, I have no way to prove that. You could be right. Mm. Yeah, I I guess... I guess a valve on a rocket ship is not going to have been in service long enough to just seize up. I guess you could call it seized versus frozen. So maybe it is liquid nitrogen that's the problem. Who knows? SpaceX will never say. Exactly right. Although, you know, SpaceX is the only one out there reusing rockets. So I suppose they do have the potential to have stuff been in service. Yeah. But it would have been like five times, not 500 (laughs) like you're thinking. (laughs) I think I have an order for all this stuff. Uh, I think I have an order for all this stuff. My my skills at organizing our random ideas for episodes at the last minute, you guys, and episode 354, I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but 354 times, sometimes you can just see the pieces real quickly. Welcome to We Were Gamers. JJ's here. Hello. Michael's here. Hey, everybody. And my skills in that department only have leveled up. JJ? Yes. Tell me about your leveling up. We're getting right into it. We're just, we're going. I love it. I love it. Both feet. Uh, I, I also love the, con- the I, is this a trope where someone says, thing that I don't want to say with, comma, but... <laughs> and yeah. then it's like opposite <laughs> I, of that thing i think it is <laughs> it's called being That's demure okay i you are modest that is a thing that is known uh sorry right, sorry i'm <laughs> off the track here I, I assume you know we're all getting older out there so it's time to talk about a thing oh, that's common man. for all old people. Uh, reading glasses, random shoulder nope. pains, needing to stretch Back, my hips nope. on the weekends. Nope. Uh uh, wanting warm comfy shoes i y'all mm, no hmm not are you talking slippers? about like ug ug level things slippers what do we we gotta break down the so shoe category here i mean i live in a place where those don't seem practical to me because it's never that cold here uh right? however like, you do go camping and sometime we should take you when it is cold and you'll think i wish i had some uggs see i could just like not go on that camping trip and stay home <laughs> and be warm and put those slippers on. Go on the uh, camping trips in like the spring well, and the summer. We when didn't. It is nice. Did we talk about? Did we talk about the trailers on this podcast, JJ? Don't know. Uh, I don't remember don't know if we did or not. Um, Michael, we went camping. Kind of, <laughs> we stayed in some trailers. Okay. I would call it glamping, except for what Andrew is about to tell you after this. It was frigid. Oh yeah, uh, we talking like approaching freezing cold. Thirty nine, thirty nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they don't allow fires. They there's a little tiny gas fire pit, but gas fires are not that warm. Let's say they're for not, looks. certainly not compared to like a a bonfire of logs or or, or you know when the fire is being buffeted by winds yes. that are also cold. Um, so mm-hmm. let's say JJ, I had my Uggs on that trip and it was nice. Uh, I'm talking about stuff I want to wear around the house. 
Okay, like, so slippers. House shoes. Slippers, yeah. Yeah, house shoes, uh, house slippers. Can I follow up on your, before we get too far off of it, getting old mm-hmm. does uh, does require shoes. I mm-hmm. don't know if you know what, uh, well, I have, I, there's a simple plantar fasciitis, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, uh, the cure for that, stretching and wearing house shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh interesting yeah uh-huh yeah so i have a pair of birkenstocks i sometimes wear around the house when i can feel my feet starting to ache hmm sure yep so i don't have uh sandals like that but i have a like pretty well-worn pair of slippers with rubber soles that i wear around the house pretty frequently mm-hmm. moccasin style slip-on style what are we talking about here I would say like something between a moccasin and an A-line. If we, if people know what those are, I only know this because I had to look them up recently. Because these things oh, have fallen okay. apart. Dude. Yeah, sure. Like it's, it was time to replace. Sure, Sherpa shoe. Uh, I think they call those the, right. Okay, I, I, I could, sh- I, I could easily show you a picture, but I don't know how to convey this to you in words. Uh, okay. There's no seam around the toe. Right, it's just the part where it's it's mm-hmm. sewn to the. It looks like a capsule. Uh, it's like a dome over the over the top yeah. of the toe, and yep. then sewn into rubber. Yeah, uh-huh. I have a shoe like this. Yeah, yeah, it has a back though, which I like. Right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh, these are all well and good. I've been wearing. I probably had them for years at this point. I'm sure they were like twenty dollars or something. Uh, but the the rubber on the bottom now has like cracked completely through and is effectively not useful for the thing that it was useful for which is like i need to go outside for 10 seconds yeah oh okay because like yeah you don't don't change your shoe Uh yeah it's like it it's early in the morning i want to go outside and like get a newspaper or do a thing in the backyard wow could you sound older I, I'm old, so I yeah, go uh, out, this is what I started to go out I outside my house with my tea and get my newspaper with my house shoes on. Nice job. Yeah. Way to go. Michael and this I had the same I, exact picture in our heads. I guarantee it. As we said your, it. What's your, JJ, what's your robe made out of? <laughs> there it is. I, don't I have, knew it. Uh, I don't it's have red and white stripes. I, I guarantee it. Uh, it. It would be black and red plaid if I was Ooh, doing okay. this. Okay. But I, I got half the colors right. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't have any robes, um, but yeah, that was, it, that's what I use them for basically, right? It's like walking around the house when it's freezing in the morning and then to keep your feet nice and comfortable the rest of the day, right? Sure. Yes. Man, there's so damn many of these now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what I want, you know? Yeah. And then like, cause the problem like with these ones, right, is the, the shoe part of the shoe is fine and fits great and does what I need it to do. The problem yeah. is that rubber has like completely worn through. Hmm. And so like, I don't know, like how do you look for reviews of these things? Like, reviews are just like impossible to look at anymore anyway. Right. Because all of, like everything is astroturfed. Like a hundred percent of reviews are either like, this is the greatest product or this is the worst product. And you're like, I have no, is the only honest review of the one person who logs in and puts like a four or a two stars? Uh, like, I, I don't I, know, man. I am beginning to, I think I've said this a couple times, stand by the 
the most reviews are the best. Yeah. Yeah. So I did end up like buying one that was uh, a moccasin style. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Instead of this style again, because I couldn't find ones that was like this style that were also, you know, comfortable and had the rubber in the way that I wanted. That wasn't just like glued on there because I know I know how that will go immediately. Right. <laughs> sure. So, uh, that was well, my my old man gripe is like shopping for like house slippers is like way more complicated than I ever expected it to be. Because then there's like, oh, these are fashionable ones. It's like, I don't need to be fat. I'm not wearing these out walking. I'm just like in my house, you know? Yeah, I, I would debate on my next pair. I think I might go soft sole instead of hard stole on my next pair. Because uh, mm. the soft sole will hold up to walking out to the trash can a couple times a year. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't go out for the newspaper in the morning. <laughs> so uh, I, I also keep flip flops okay. by just, the door. Yeah. So, uh, see, I don't do that. And that's probably... Like if I had that, it probably wouldn't. I could do that then because I wouldn't need to do. And outside uh, as much, right? we have hardwood floors and stairs, and so I tend to notice my hard soled shoes, especially like my Burks, make a lot of slap slap sounds when I walk around. Uh, so a shoe with a, a shoe with a back though wouldn't be slapping as much, right? Oh, because I mean the uh, the plastic and the but... wood together. Oh, oh, you just mean the the sound of the, the clickety clack. Period. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I gotcha. Yeah. So I've also been thinking about that. Uh, I think I'll le- I'm leaning moccasin too. But. I I didn't find ones like this that I like that I thought would last for more than a year. Which is mm. I was like, I don't want to just buy like five dollar shoes and just have to rebuy them again in a year yeah. and a year and a well, year. Well, we talk That's we talk about that with all sorts of stuff, right? And you bought those expensive boots, those Red Wing boots. Yeah, it's like yeah, you're gonna I have those, those until things, until your feet don't work anymore, right? Yeah, or until I can't wear them because of crippling foot pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not not due to these shoes, due to like life and age. Yeah. Right, the shoes are very comfortable. Yeah, I think it's uh, as as leveling up goes. That starts to be one of the things. Is like, can I buy something that will last? Because I can't afford to. Um, not because it's expensive, but because I want something that I don't need to be replacing all the time because it's cheap. Yeah, but yeah. like also, you know, there is a balance on there. It's like you can buy ones that you know are going to last and are like eighty or a hundred dollars, and it's like okay, let's step off the edge of the cliff here. <laughs> like we're talking about house slippers, <laughs> we can <laughs> we can move back down the price scale. You know, we could talk about thirty or forty dollars here, but we're not talking about a hundred dollars for slippers. Sure. That's just not that's just not the life I live. You know. I mean, we're talking about shoes, right? I had to buy shoes for my car. Uh, we were talking, we were texting about it, and just the the environment for tires currently is so mm-hmm. bad that you require doing this same type of research as well. Is like, okay, well, what they have in stock is two hundred and eighty dollars, but I don't need two hundred and eighty dollar tires. But at the same time, like, I want good tires, and. You know, you have special requirements the for funny an thing EV. Is, and, yep. Yeah. Well, and like what good means for a tire can mean wildly different things to different people. It's like, I want tires that are good. Yeah. Might mean they go fast or sure. I want tires that are good and just means you can drive them for 500,000 miles. Right. And those are right. like different kinds of tires and they cost different things. Yeah. But it, depending on who you're talking to, they might both classify them as good. Hey. 
did you know that sure. like because evs don't have motors tires now have ratings for how quiet they are yeah road noise is, that, is makes, a, that makes sense is a is an important thing because absolutely and it's actually true on cars with motors too i think people should remember like tires on the ground is a significant portion of the noise you hear in your car even with a car with an like a, a normal engine like especially cars because almost all cars now a lot of them now do the thing where like if you stop the engine turns off yeah well so your tires yeah, aren't rolling common. when you're stopped though yeah but then we, you can hear them <laughs> though if you have like the road noise is significant especially once you start going at higher speeds right like the sound you get newer tires and all of a sudden your car is quieter yeah. it's like oh yeah. that's why well since we're just being full-blown old men, Michael, you need to bring us in with some beer, I guess. Uh, yeah, let me let me take a sip of this tasty beverage in front of me first. Ah, well, good man. Ah, yes. So I have in front of me, Andy, a beverage that we thought uh, we thought long gone. Um, there is a a valiant tulip glass sitting next to me here. Uh-huh. And inside of that glass is a beer that I thought that I was going to have to just pour into the sink because um, I had some bottles that had just been hiding in the back of the fridge um, forever. But I broke open a bottle of Silly Straw Candy Sour. Oh, and let me tell you, oh, it is no. still delicious. Really? It is still delicious. How is it not turned into jelly? That's exactly what I expected, is that it would have either turned into jelly or it would be straight vinegar. And it huh. is neither of those things. Huh. I, I don't I know that I would... The other bottles, we have, we have a few more, but uh, this one's still good. Where were those? Uh, just in our fridge. For context, JJ, uh, Valiant has been out of business for at least five years. I mean, I've, I think it's I longer. Remember going you to remember Valiant them? with yeah. you guys, yeah. Yeah, but I, I didn't go. I didn't know when it closed per se, but I know it's been out for, for a bit. You know, yeah, I, think, I think, except for cheap brewed beer in glass bottles, beer lasts a lot longer than people think it does. Yeah, I'm starting to yeah, find. Really yeah, I think the characters of it do change. Some of them. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, it, yeah. if you drank that the day it was poured versus, you know, now, I wonder that's obviously impossible to do since it's at least five years old or whatever. Um, yeah, but, but I, I think I what's what's so surprising about these is that they they're sours, which generally don't age as well as beers that are made to be aged like stouts. Yeah. Or like, is it just that the. People are into aging stouts, and no one talks about aging sours. I don't know. Well, there maybe, are stouts. Maybe all sour. the sugar in that beer is counteracting whatever the, yeah. <laughs> the bad stuff that would normally happen, and they're just could you know. be. There are stouts that are sour, so it's not impossible. Um, That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely characteristics of stouts that are more easy to pick out because, like, a lot of the aged stouts are high bourbon con- barrel content, and that just mellows over time. Mm-hmm. So it's a you lot easier to pick up a note like that versus a sour that is like, "Ooh, this is tart. Ooh, it's still tart." Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like, oh, it went from a level one tartness to a level two, or from a level two to a level one, maybe. 
Yeah, maybe. I guess I don't know which way it goes, right? I don't know. I think we're making it up as we go. <laughs> well, they didn't have any beer at the Ducks game, or did they? Hmm, they did. We didn't have mm. any beer at the Ducks game. I uh, had a beer. Uh, you did? You no. and uh, I did. Oh, my, you my did first at the was a beer. Oh, that's right. Uh, due to Passover and personal restrictions uh, amongst the group. We did not have much beer at the Ducks game, but Michael, what did we get at the? Well, we didn't get anything. At the Ducks. <laughs> we, no, that's we not might true. Have been the only faction. I, I got fifty percent off of a hat that I then oh, yeah. actually went and went and bought. Did I send you a picture? You so, did not. You so the hat must back. have been like reasonably pr- or normally priced then, right? The the hat so, was priced no, was normally. Oh, go ahead, Michael. Yeah, I was I was going to set the stage. So JJ, I won um last week I won Ducks tickets through my work. Oh, sweet. Um they they raffle off Angels tickets and Ducks tickets pretty frequently throughout the the respective seasons. Uh and it was it was day of and they just happened to pull my name out of the hat. So we uh got a couple people together, went to the game. It's um it's club level seats with uh, like VIP parking and uh, and Ooh. food vouchers. That's nice. So stuff. unbeknownst to us, I don't think we knew it walking in. It was fan appreciation night. Good night to go. Yeah. So they are they're just giving away all kinds of stuff. So when we walk in, they're handing us scratchers for um Duck scratchers, not just like California yeah, lottery duck, scratchers. Duck scratchers. <laughs> Win the lotto at the Ducks game, baby. <laughs> I wouldn't have put it past them. Wait for the rest of the story. I was going to say nobody wins that big at Ducks games. Uh, Remember that they but, showed a lady uh, on the Jumbotron that did not win the 50-50. She had a receipt like the size of her arm for as much 50-50 as she bought and just like doubled over in her chair when she didn't win. Yeah. Oof. Um, try to play odds kids nope they don't work in but, fair uh, andy's andy scratcher was for 50 percent off a uh, hat from the merch shop and you know me and hats especially fitted hats which are common in the sports arena true uh, and i i have a ducks hat but i wanted a different ducks hat so i ended up buying the you continue telling the story i'll send it to the group but it was a ducks hat with like the california flag on it yeah so you know, throughout the the game, whenever there are breaks in the action, they uh, they come on the jumbotron and they're they're giving stuff away. Where you know they draw a section, they draw a row, they draw a seat number, and they have a prize for for people. You know, a, a gift card to to a restaurant. Except this particular night, it felt like there was a fire sale going on. They had thrown open the doors to the prize cabinet and it was everything must go. Uh, or did they find they stuff were... in the back of a cabinet or a, a unused elevator underneath a stairwell in the office? Like last year's design ripping, for everything. Ripping the old Keurigs off the walls. <laughs> they were giving away, I mean, it was stuff, some stuff as simple as like, backpacks and skateboards all the way up to they gave away a 65 inch tv i mean they gave away Um, bigger stuff than that they gave away a car oh yeah a brand new uh crv hybrid all right that's serious money yeah yeah so they they were just throwing prizes out left and right 
It, yeah. it felt we were we were joking. It felt like there was a logo change coming that they haven't told anybody about, and they're just trying to get rid of all the old stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of. It was like, ooh, can we unload all this? Although, so I didn't buy my hat at the game because I didn't want to catch COVID um, with the nine million people that were in the the store. So I waited uh, for another opportunity because the coupon was good till a later date or whatever. And uh, when I went back, there was still a surprising amount of um, available merchandise in the store. So I don't know. I sent the picture to the. uh, I sent the picture to the group chat, the Facebook group chat. It's the one on the left where the Ducks logo has the California hat inside of it. I decided on that one because I didn't have. I don't have a. I don't have a black fitted hat. I realized. Mm. Um, gotcha. And the other one looked a little funky on my head, the 8-bit logo that they have. So I was like, nah. I mean, at a certain point, JJ, during this game, they literally, like, in every stoppage, were just, like, hurrying to say more prizes because they were clearly running out of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, and all eight of you win, uh, like, a year's supply of ice cream. And all six of you, you all get a prize pack to Osh or whatever. It was like, they just, they were, they walked, they were giving prizes to whole sections. They walked up to a row and they just started like handing stuff out. Uh, It was, it was the most, I couldn't tell if it was desperate or just like, we've got so much stuff because the attendance was so low. (laughs) Monster Energy had like a good ten minutes of of just branded gear they were giving away. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, weird. And then Michael tried to win a pizza. Yeah, well, I did get the I did get the link for the pizza after the fact. <laughs> they so did they, you win a pizza or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I should. Yeah. Nice. Even though yes. fires. Yes, uh, they they tried his their best not to give the, him his pizza, but uh, that's okay. Give Michael his pizza, you you <laughs> sport franchise cowards. <laughs> well, uh, since you've seen my the okay, so one of these hats was a retro eight bit hat, right? Um, and I've been in kind of a retro mood lately uh, because, well, a few months ago now i was in las vegas you guys a city a city where many things come to rest i think both physically and metaphorically and it seems to be a hub for the last great market for used games and old games and retro stuff and so there's a a, a store out there that I'm going to free free advertising for, n- not paid. Me telling you my experience. There's a store out there. They have two locations called Retro City Games. Have you ever heard of this place? Nope. Yes. You uh, look them up on Instagram. You can see them post every day, every day, <sighs> like crazy good stuff they're getting in. Like, I think yesterday it was like, look it, here's an entire table of Pokemon games that came in yesterday. Enjoy. Come by the store. They don't have any online sales. 
and most of the time they're like buying stuff to buy it and then they put it back outside for you know like hey we're gonna do another sidewalk sale five dollars whatever you want anything outside uh not only that but they also get in all sorts of cool old consoles weird statues like exclusive game like oh this was the bonus for buying this game you'll find you'll find old computer cd games still in stock in their boxes uh this is only possible in places where land is cheap but (laughs) there are a lot of people somehow yes like i said las vegas seems to be a place where many things come to rest and this might be part of the reason (laughs) Um, it was really a fun experience from a nostalgia point of view because it's set up like a blockbuster. Mm, and nice. so you walk in and you feel like you're all of a sudden back at like a, a block, not even like a GameStop, like back when you could rent games from blockbuster, that style of rental situation is like the wire shelves and everything else the store has and the glass cases along the sides with the things in it that, you know, are worth anything. Mm-hmm. Full stocks of like, oh, here's a whole, every, almost every Genesis game still in its box. You walk up to the front and you're like, I didn't see Landstalker. Did you have that? Oh, we had it yesterday. Those come in pretty often though. If you want to check back like next week, that kind of stuff. Pretty amazing. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at some of these pictures on their and account, and a, this is pretty awesome some of these stuff. Pictures is like, dang man, this is like every game on the Wii, maybe ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some of these pictures are wild. Some of the pictures are crazy. And when I was there, it was like these prices are at worst in line with buying stuff off eBay, and at best, much better. So I was impressed. Nice. I was impressed by them and it got me into kind of like a, a retro mood and everything else. And we were cleaning out um, a garage recently and in the garage, we found some old uh, consoles from when uh, some, some members of our family were kids. And in that pile was a, a DS light. And I got, so excited because we went to the, on this retro city games thing. I controlled myself. I only bought two, Game Boy games, I bought Jungle Strike and uh, what was the other one? Uh, F-15 Screaming Eagle or whatever it was, the Strike Eagle game. Just because they looked cool and you know, you got to go with what's in stock. There's like not a ton of stuff and I didn't want to spend a ton of money. We were just there to see it. We were on our way to somewhere else and the kids had a great time looking at it. But this DS cropped up while we were going through old stuff in a garage and it was like nobody really wanted to keep it that had owned it and i said oh i'll take it i'm i've been in a super retro mood and handhelds i think we talked about focus recently about mm. about trying to focus your energy if you're if you're collecting collect but collect small if you're just in general i think narrowing your focus is more beneficial to to things in general and i noticed over the last couple of years, you know, when I was broader focused on just being a collector instead of what I was collecting, I stopped enjoying collecting. It became like a chore and upsetting because blah, blah, blah released. Oh, they released variants of this and now I have to go buy them. Oh, they released another random toy in that line and now I got to go buy it. And 
And so when this DS came into my hands, I want to thank both of you guys for helping me work through my issues on this show because I got so excited to hold some beat up old DS that was like, this fits into the small niche of Nintendo handhelds that I want to just have the consoles of. I'm not even working on like collecting the games or anything like that. Like I know that's impossible. I know that's not financially viable, so I'm not going to do it. But like the idea of like, I want to collect and have a few of those Nintendo handhelds to display. And here is one that I don't have, you know, uh, made me, did you have a DS light? I did have a DS light. Did you guys have one? No, Uh, I did not either. Oh, really? So I had, I had a Game Boy. I kept the Game Boy. I got an Advance, and then the DS uh, came out, and I didn't buy it. And then the DS Lite came out, and I was like, I need one of those. I sold my Advance, uh, and I bought a DS Lite because it had the Advance port on the bottom and the DS port on the top. Uh, and then the 3DS, I think, I sold the Lite to buy a 3DS because I didn't have any more Advance games. I had given them oh, away. You know what? I'm... I am wrong. I think I think the DS Lite is the one I had. You're right, because I remember having the Advance port on the bottom. On the bottom, yeah. And I didn't have any Advance games anymore for some reason. I think I gave them to somebody or sold them. I can't remember. I didn't have very many Advance games. I only had like five. So it was easy to let go of it when I wanted a 3DS. Uh, now I, I'm, I'm not sad, sad, but uh, I remember mine was red and black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, good color scheme. Yes, good color scheme. I, so I just, I, w- I want to encourage everyone, as you listen to us over the last X years, going through whatever mental gymnastics to try and better ourselves as we get older and all that sort of thing, uh, I can't really describe the amount of like pure joy I was getting looking at this thing. And then to find it didn't quite work was actually not frustrating. You know, it, was, it became like a... This is now my little pet project, and I'm excited to yeah. take it on. You know what I mean? Yeah, to get it up and running again. Yeah, I'm going to make this you work. Found again. a hobby. <gasps> it's like reinvigorating the idea of like a corrector. Collector was a hobby. It's like, uh, maybe collector isn't a hobby. Maybe, you know, person who enjoys well, this tiny thing is a hobby. Although I will hope for your sake that it does not involve you having to uh, do like soldering or something, hopefully. Why? Why can't I get into soldering, JJ? <laughs> oh, look, you, you can. I just, do you, how deep you want to go, man? Like, well, I, if we're going to talk about, a- I mean, we're going to talk about this particular DS Lite. I think I'm at that stage because uh, I put a new battery in it thinking, okay, maybe the battery is just so dead that it won't pass through the power. Um. And the new battery, it started right up. So that means that most of the fuses are okay, probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you put the battery in and it works, then probably it's confined to either the charging cable or the thing that plugs in, right? Right. So the charging cable, I bought a new one and that didn't work either. So it sounds to me like the charge port is damaged, although it could be technically, I think, one fuse that it might be. But to me, that means charging port, right? And so uh, that's a solder job, unfortunately. You could you could try cleaning the contacts on that charge port if you have like a 
get a cotton swab and some alcohol or something. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, or a toothbrush. I don't know how big the charging port is on this thing. It's Given that it's a very DS, it's probably tiny. It's very small and it has like a block in the middle of it to hide the, and protect maybe, I guess, the pins that are in there. Um, yeah, I did that, get, yeah, I got a cotton swab in there. I got a cotton swab in there and it didn't seem to do much. Some like isopropyl alcohol or something would help too, just in case there's grime on them or something. But yeah, I don't yeah. know how you would get leverage on those things. Yeah, exactly. You'd want to scrub them a little if you could, but man. I don't know. Uh, so the next step is to take it apart and see if it's obvious internally that it's been cracked off the board or something like that, you know. Uh, and then the decision comes from, does it just a display piece at this point that uh, I don't put work into? Or is it a, uh, is it a learn how to solder again situation? Yeah, fun. But yeah, that's kind of like exciting to, to be in. And, and I wanted to like pass along, like it's cool to go to those places because once you have kicked yourself of the bad habit of like everything needs to be mine and you get down to like the important things are cool to have walking into one of those places is just fun you know instead of uh anxiety inducing <laughs> oh well now that i, I seem to have visit one of these places if I you absolutely there. should go if you're in vegas and that's free advertising because i loved it but jj you interrupted my transition now that i've found my path how is yours going? Nice. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, I have been pathfinding. Uh, in Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteous. Do we? I feel like I talked about this a little bit last episode, right? You did. You yes. Did. You yeah. described yeah. Wrath of the Righteous. We talked about how it was a D and D system because we had already actually talked about Pathfinder when the D and D news broke. Right. Uh, so this, this is, is their based on their second system. major game, I think. Yes, but I still think this is using the like original Pathfinder rules, not the new rules they wrote after the that D and D thing. So I, you know, anyway, um, yeah, I played a whole bunch of this uh, since the last podcast, and this game had, I guess, similar to the other Pathfinder game, uh, which is called uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker. It has like a second game within it somewhere. That one sort of had like a kingdom management game. This one just like straight up has like Heroes of Might and Magic 3. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. In that like, it, you know, the game is like it's a big RP, CRPG type game. You know, you wander around on maps and you fight monsters or whatever. You have your your party of uh, six people that you can move around the map. Um, you know, and, and time passes as you walk from place to place and so on. Uh, is but uh, is time game, passing if you're not walking or is time only passing if you're changing? areas and stuff like that yeah it, it does pass on the screens um so you know if you rest for nine hours and that ticks over the next day you know there's a calendar and all that kind of stuff okay. um i haven't encountered many things that have like hard time limits i know there are like some quests and stuff that will fail if you take quote too long but it's not exactly clear to me what too long is i haven't sure. had any trouble completing any of those things that's all i can say uh but the uh, the in the story of this game, at some point you become the commander of a big army, and you are leading a crusade to take back this area of the land that's been overrun with demons, basically. And the way that that like army management stuff plays out is you get 
little units that you can move around on the map. And then there's a whole bunch of like enemy demon armies sitting around on the map. And when your units run into their units, you know, a new screen pops up and you get the big square, like Heroes of Might and Magic 3, you know, you have your general on their side, theirs on your yours on your side, your troops line up in a row, and then you take turns going back and forth and stabbing each other. And your guy has like 60 pikemen and he has like 30 imps or whatever, and then, you know, you gotta shoot him with archers and cast spells and the whole thing. It's like, it's like I said, it's a whole game inside the game. I was like, shocked, honestly. Did you guys ever play those Heroes of Might and Magic games? Those were like three big. Might and Magic three. Heroes of Might and Magic three, I think. I don't know. I yeah, don't remember which one? I feel like did they have did they have arcade versions of those? Mm. I'm gonna go with no. These okay. were like turn based computer games. Okay, because yeah, I, to... I do remember them. I'm just trying to remember from where. Pretty sure it's three. Looking at this box art, I'm pretty sure I played three. With the like, uh, like the octagog- octagonal movements, like hexes or, maybe hex- hex- hexagon movement square things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty sure this is the one. I don't remember it well. I will be honest. I have a deep, deep nostalgia for this series. I played so many hours of Heroes of Might and Magic two when I was a kid. Okay. And then, like, a bunch of hours of three, and even later into the series in, like, four, and then not really five at all. And I played a little bit of six and was like, oh, God, they've ruined the series, and then they haven't made any more. So you knew it's owned by them, huh? It's owned by Ubisoft now. Um, They made a seventh one in uh, in 2015. Oh, they did. Hmm. That sounds like you're going to have to try it. Yeah, that's not what that means well, i was <laughs> gonna say is it a sign that they haven't made another one since then and it's been how many years mm. yeah series uh, over huh? i don't know yeah we'll we'll check it out but they weren't like hugely popular once they kind of moved into the modern era they were like completely turn-based games uh there apparently was like a pretty sizable pvp scene for them in like heroes of might and magic 3 that era. makes a lot of sense and to me still is because they're because they're turn based, you know. There's nothing stopping you from playing with like a ton of people, you know, over a LAN or whatever, and or, asynchronously. Too, I think these games always, supported you know. play by email at some point, right? Yes, like that I do remember. That's what I was gonna say. Asynchronously, you could play this game. Yeah. Yep. Load it up. Take your turn. Email it to turn off, and like then the next person, you know, play yep. games like that. Um. Yeah. Very. Uh, random to find this other game tucked away inside and you know then you have like a whole management system of like well i want to hire troops but that takes my money points down and then you know you don't have enough money points to then build your buildings and if you come under attack you want to have fortifications and uh you gotta learn how to micro and macro buddy yeah uh it being turn-based really helps with the micro part (laughs) (laughs) i think really really helpful i think one of those things though is like people focus too much on armies right and games where like building armies is actually more important yeah it it definitely can be the case where like if you build although i will say one of the weird things about this was true in like heroes 2 and 3 as well as it seems to be true at least in this game uh in pathfinder as well that if you have like a thousand lowest level troops, uh, 
they are going to annihilate so many things. Yeah. Yeah. So like whatever happens, you cannot get hit by that group of a thousand, right? Mm -hmm. If they have like a thousand peasants or like whatever the worst uh, unit on their side is, do whatever you have to do to keep that thing away from your people (laughs) (laughs) until you've whittled it down to like a manageable number, right? So if you have a balanced army that can do a lot of things, that that group of a thousand hits one of your guys, they're just going to die immediately. Unless you also have a thousand of something, right? Yeah. And even then, they'll like kill half of it, and now you're like 500 versus a thousand, right? The problem when horde tactics beat out tactics, right? Right. So, you know, yeah. there's also, you know, like our spells, right? So you could cast like lightning bolt on them and kill 700 of them, maybe, you know, depending on how powerful your wizard stats are or whatever. Um, yeah, and then there's a give and take to all that too, right? You spend all your mana blowing up all these units, you know, again, it's turn-based, so you can only cast one spell, um, you know, a turn. But uh, then, you know, the big army comes in from the north and attacks you, and oh no, I have no mana <laughs> left, right? Right. So, I just completely uh, derailed my progress in that game. I was, like, running well, around and happily... Well, I'm doing this now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> guess I'm gonna fight these demon armies out here and like take over this whole land now. It's like, oh, oh, at some point, like your road forward gets, you know, as you're progressing into this land and your road forward gets blocked at some point, right? Like your army can't progress forward. It's like, no, okay, gotta switch back to these other guys. I guess I'm gonna go move the play the game part of the game now. Fine. Yeah. Nice. I like it. <sighs> There's another game within a game we've all been trying to work on now. Oh, I thought you were going to say something about our path splitting into eight. Whoa. Okay. All right. This guy wants to do transitions, big man. All right. Okay. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. I was going to say arenas are a game inside of the main game of COTC. Yeah, we've got a uh, a new arena coming this week, supposedly. Wow, Good Lord, more rubies to be. Uh, oh, yeah, I just I just heard free rubies. Thank you. <laughs> well, considering it's supposed to be one of the worst ones and has the lowest clear rate of all the arenas in JP, uh, yeah, it's going to be free rubies from preliminaries. And uh, thank you very much. Let me tell you about how excitement can turn to ash in your mouth, you guys glory taste the glory and then all of a sudden yeah sadness i cleared that uni in five turns i felt like i was king of the world i was so excited that i was gonna get all my farming done tonight on uni no problem gonna get that accessory and move on with my life a lot of farming dude dang although i guess you're, you're clear your clear was very quick. Not so. all My the clear- farming. You mean just get the accessory. Four, 14 clears is all you yeah, need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? 13 okay. clears. 13 clears is all you need to get the accessory. And you can you can walk away if you don't want to get guide stones. You can just walk away. You know? Is the accessory even that good? Uh, hers is Some decent. Hers is decent. Hers is... Uh, I don't have it up in front of me. But I remember it, it lowers her SB cost by like 30%. Hey, that's that's significant. And ups yeah, are damaged by ten percent, I think. Just it's just sort of a flat, easy accessory that you're like, I understand how this good. works and it makes her better. All all good stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um so 
five turns, bam, done. Go back, do the refight the next time. Make one little mistake, able to pull it out, bam, done. Do two more. Oh, uh, weird. I had weird bad RNG on this one, and everybody got paralyzed. That's fine. Oh, well, do it again. Bam, done. I've done the fight nine times now, and I've only cleared it five times because the RNG in that uni fight is actually pretty high. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So here is the thing that I'll tell you that is going to make you sad, Andrew. The way to make it consistent. Uh huh. It's a taunt. Oh, but I, I want to do damage and, and finish it fast. You know who has a taunt ultimate that does damage? Uh, Lionel. Lionel. Hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't have yeah. that guy. I'm I'm yep. using Lars I, in place. Uh, I oh Lars is good. I'll go ahead uh, and tell you I'm using him too. It sure makes a lot of sense that the team that uh I based my team on and then tweaked had a Lionel in it, and he used that Guardian Slash thing that makes some taunt. There you go. Yeah, yep. whatever, the, the, whatever the alt of his is does a taunt, and that taunt means that Lionel always gets hit with that Paralyze, which is great, because then you just swap him to the back, and someone else comes in and does the damage, and everything Sure is seems like my, my clear would down. be much more consistent if I didn't have randomly uh, Fior taunted when she needs to do a, a uh, ultimate. Or if you're paralyzed, yeah, she needs to do an ultimate. Paralyzed. Yeah. I don't know who else has taunts. I don't know how many other sword people have taunts. Not many sword people. I think Ulbrich has a defend, but not a taunt. Like, you could use him to jump in front and take a hit. Yes, you can. Um, you and he can even do it from the back though, row, actually. Damage, right? Yeah, maybe he could go in for Lars. Mm, oh, I shall invest. Lars, dude, Lars has like good damage. I wouldn't swap him. Or well, two B. I mean, who do you pull? Who do you pull from this? Right here's the stack: two B, Lars, Fior, uh, Kurin, A two. I don't think you can pull anyone from there. Yeah. Okay. I guess Corin and Lars are the two that you can you can play around with there. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Corin could go and like. You're not going to swap in like, you know, act, like Tressa or no Gildroy. No, then you're not in like a five turn. Taunt. That's like right yeah. wasteful. Yeah, yeah. You, you start losing turns there, and then that's that's another problem where you're not fast enough to get around the ads. Yeah, because yeah. the big problem is if you take more than what like five or six turns, she summons like a second set of ads who I are think... way stronger, and then that becomes very annoying. Yeah, turn seven, the second. The two ads show up turn seven. So if you mess up, you have one extra turn to try and fix it. That's about it. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, it's a wipe. Start over. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, I'm excited to hear that we're going to get more rubies because I think I'm going to pull on the Bravely Defaults, depending on how it looks. If they add in like some sort of step up or something, I'm definitely going to do it. I kind of want to get Idea for my team just so I have it. Yeah, so I don't think there's going to be a regular step up. There is going to be a paid step up. Are they going to combine the two banners? That is a good question, and I have not seen a definitive answer. Oh, gotcha. Well, we'll see. It's two weeks away, right? Not next week. I think it's next week. Oh, it's next week. Oh, because we get a new banner this Wednesday, and then it'll be next Wednesday. Yes. Oh, cool. 
didn't they do a triangle strategy collab in JP? Are we getting they, that? They did. So they've done they've actually done four collabs now in JP. Uh, and all of them have been rerun at least twice, except for the newest one. So they did uh, Bravely Default and Near, which we've gotten. And then they also did Triangle Strategy. And then the newest one was um, uh, Live Alive. Oh, live Alive. That's cool. Live Alive. Yeah. Live Alive. Uh, 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 live Live. Live Live. Um, I guess we'll find out do... because they'll probably say the name. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The, they probably will. In the, in the thing, if they ever do it, right? In yeah. The... They should. Uh, as a question, did they run Bravely more than two times? Um, Bravely might have gotten a third run. <sighs> but I think if it did, it's the only one. Yeah, that would make sense. Well... I'm still having a great time playing that game, despite my uni frustrations. I don't know about you guys. I know JJ, it's a background uh, game for I'm you. I'm surprised now. you weren't. You weren't. Yeah, but I'm playing it every now and then. I'm getting stuff done. Uh, I'm surprised you weren't going to complain about, about uh, that boss fight, man. It sounded like you had the worst possible time. Oh, I've speaking ever of bad heard. of bad RNG, yeah, effects. Yeah, yeah uh, charm, dude. I don't understand. I I. I went in there with a suboptimal team. I get that, but like, I I didn't look at the weaknesses ahead. I was just sort of changing my A team up as I went based on the weaknesses I was finding in the levels. And I was like, it's probably going to be something like this. And I had some ice and some lightning and some other stuff. Um, so I had enough to do it. I had enough damage output. I had enough good armor uh, to get through it. And so... I just sort of kept retrying the second part of the fight by quitting. But like I could see how you could get around the charm by being faster, maybe. Maybe I was too slow uh, because it wasn't a perfect team. But, like, I can't believe neither of you saw your whole team's charm like I did. Yeah, they even had super never happened. I mean, they had a prompt for it. It said at the top, she's in a state of bliss because my entire team is charmed. Yeah. Charm like, is just in any game that it's implemented. Charm is an awful status effect. I don't mind you it, but why can't me, I, brother? Why couldn't I remove it? That's the thing that bothered me. Yeah, it, it like uh, an unfortunate part about Octopath it, or this system anyway in, in this game is that there aren't like there's no like item bag. There's no like you know some characters have abilities that allow you to remove things, but definitely none of them work on Charm, and so it's like. I can't like, you know, I can't like pull the like elixirs or the like rarely used cure all items out of the bag to like fix this one off problem. Right. Which would be the solution in like most RPG type games. Well, no, yeah. the the real JPG solution for this problem is to have your healer come up and whack a character because you can self attack. Right. Like whack your own character. Like an older, sure, older, yeah, that, that's yeah, the, you can, that's how you like can Final Fantasy solved it. Oh, yeah, the sure. yeah, Final Fantasy. Oh, I can just hit my own character and break him out of charm. Uh, yeah, the Pathfinder doesn't solve it that way. That doesn't help. You just killed your character. <laughs> Oops. Oops. I think I think you have to think of it in this fight, Andy. I think you have to think of it like the bosses that lay down, uh, like an SP drain. It's yeah. their gimmick more than it is a status effect that you can remove with an action. Oh, because charm is just not out there in the world other than a boss fights. Uh, I have not seen it anywhere other than that fight. 
I've seen paralyzed in other fights, but I guess not much. I don't know. I don't see status effects outside of boss fights very much. Poison, I guess, a lot. Let me tell you uh, some of the status effects bleed, that Yunny bleed that, too. Bleed and poison. Let me tell definitely. you some of the status effects that Yunny does are super useful. Go ahead and uh, use those on all kinds of yeah. enemies. It's pretty gonna, nice. I really want to try and finish those. We have what two more weeks on those towers. I want to try and at least get one more level out of the hunter now that I have Yuni. Yes, you uh, with a little bit of luck, you can probably get through uh, through EX four on the tower. Yeah. Uh, Did you try EX five? Other hunters. Uh, I, I did not. <laughs> five star hunters? Sure, uh, let's start there. Uh, Scarecrow and Zonta. Okay, so you have you have even more than tools than I did now that you have Yoni. Yeah. So, so I I mean I have Scarecrow, Zonta, and Hanit now. I and guess Yoni. Yoni. That's not look, man. <laughs> that's not gonna happen on five. Like five no. requires like extremely dedicated like teams like it's effectively like an arena boss like or more probably like the stuff i've seen clears on the internet of people doing it it's like here's this exact team everyone is level 100 everyone has like the best stuff that we can find and you know you're like just trying to survive basically huh why did they make it so hard (laughs) is it supposed to be future content I see. Okay, you're not like, supposed we, to beat it right now. We have one more. We have one more weapon series coming up with the next big update, and then the next big series of the story uh, gets us a, a significant power creep in terms of weapons, which is the the major growth in this game. Power creep on weapons, I, it, yeah. Because at a certain point, you cap your characters, right? I mean, unless you cap the your characters, new characters um, are power uh, there, creep. There is. There is a there is a future mechanic coming that breaks the damage cap on that front. Breaks the damage cap of nine 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 nine. Yep. Let's well, well, start well. doing six digit six digit damage. <laughs> well, well, well. You can look up some JP videos of like maximum damage. It's pretty impressive. So, you know, it's one of these things where like this is these towers are semi-permanent in that they're going to always be coming around, it sounds like, right? Yes. And so eventually that EX5 will not be such a big deal and your damage break limit characters and whatever weapons you get with, you know, over 9,000 or damage or whatever they have on them are just going to like not trivialize it, but certainly make it to the point where like look, this team of four stars with these weapons are just going to roll. Yeah, I wonder if the thing you get for beating it at that point is then useful at all, right? Because that's one of the problems I've noticed. Not a problem, but one of the design decisions they've made is sometimes you the, the thing you get is actually much more useful if you can get it when it's hard to get versus like when it's easy. You're kind of like, eh, I just, okay, you know. Yeah. So in this case, in this case, like with the, uh, I think that accessory will always be will be helpful because it's uh like, it's a flat thirty percent damage up, which that's, you could. That's always true. Use. It's just damage up. So uh, you max out a character's 30%. damage up. Yeah. Right. Thirty percent is the cap. Right. So basically, equipping that to one of their accessory accessory slots lets you use the other one for resists, defense, crit, speed whatever other thing you need to do to min max your team to the point that, you know, 
or stack it with some other kind of weird stacking buff, right? Yeah. Sure. Or you you know you get to the point in the fight where you can swap out a character that was behind them as a backpack with someone who's more useful. Yeah, you don't need to bring old Barad around to give you plus thirty percent whatever anymore. What's wrong with Barad? Good. <laughs> He's the backpack man. <laughs> Wingate two. It is interesting to have so many uh, backpack characters, right? I mean, I, I appreciate that they do that, though, because me, who is lazy and, like, you know, playing, like, here and there, does not have these sweet accessories that they show off in these videos. I don't so either. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know where they even pretty, get some of them. You think it's four-star awakenings? Uh, some of I them, think some of them definitely are. Yes. Yeah, some of them are, like, you know, uh, A4 kind of stuff. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, for instance, I have one of them that I see showing up all the time because I A4 to Elvis. And it's, oh. he gives you an item, right? And it's How like, did you oh, hey, I see this Elvis already. What in the hay? Spent all my heroite on it, dude. I didn't spend I don't heroite have on anything nearly else. Nearly that much heroite. No way. I, I probably could have done it at this point, but I've been I've been slowly uh, breaking his levels. Yeah. Oh. So his levels are like crazy low for me. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, um, they're in the they're in the eighty two or something range, but you know. Gotcha. But you get an item, and that item can be equipped on anyone. Yeah. And it's I have good. Sophia's A four accessory. And it's pretty dang good. It's like immediate ice down to everybody opposite you, plus a whole bunch of E attack, you know? That sounds pretty good on Cyrus, is what it, I just heard. It sounds pretty good on on anything weak to ice, you know? Like, if, <laughs> if we ever get another yeah. arena that's like, hey, bring ice damage. Oh. Oh, is there an arena coming this week for you? Oh, is it ice damage? <laughs> that that is one of the one of the three weaknesses for this week's arena boss. Yes. Well, 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 well. How the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think we need people to tell us if they have finally broken down and gotten COTC, or more importantly, give us some three DS stories. Tell us about the nostalgia or DS Lite. You know, I mentioned the DS Lite this week. Tell us about your DS Lite. What color was it? Where would they do that? I think folks uh, who want to do that can send that to podcast at wewaregamers.com. Podcast at wewaregamers.com. Email address. Send it out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, we're on social media. We Were Gamers on all those places. Check us out. All one word. And what's the YouTube, Michael? Uh, that would be youtube.com slash at we were gamers don't forget to file your taxes yeah another old person thing to do and then go buy yourself some house slippers or maybe you should do your taxes in your house slippers double yes (laughs) 